and welcome to today's podcast. Tuesday, November 8th. Very excited to have today's guest on. When I apologize to the guests that wind up on our Sunday morning program, Cumulus Media Toledo's contact of the apologies is usually, hey, I'm sorry it took me so long to have you on. This this one goes back about five years. And we'll get to my friend, Hallie Freed from the Jewish Federation of Greater Toledo. And she's not just on to talk about that. There are a couple things I would like to get across your radar. And just because it's a Jewish Federation thing, uh, and, and I'm going to guess that 100% of people listening right now are not Jewish. You're you're still very welcome at our events. So we'll get to Hallie shortly. First off, a couple of things to go back to yesterday's uh, very long discussion. I did not intend the Mitch Miller discussion to go on uh, that long. As I suspect, so David Briggs, who um, sports columnist for the Blade, and as I've told Mary before, and, and maybe you when I've talked about David, his prose is exquisite. Um, David wrote an article that was in line with my thinking yesterday. How long do we want to let someone wear a scarlet A? And he said it much better than I did. And and he evoked, which I was hesitant to do yesterday, but I did talk about double standards. Um, and, and David brought up Deshaun Watson, who, let's measure what Deshaun Watson did, was accused of, settled, case, settled civil cases with, opposed to what Mitch Miller did. And again, David did not absolve the abhorrent behavior that Mitch may not have been remorseful for publicly that we expected, as as remorseful as we've expected. But Deshaun Watson is has been one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. So the Browns, who were desperate for a quarterback and desperate to be a great franchise, desperation, long time ago, a guy that I used to do some radio with said, desperation is a stinky cologne. That stinky cologne signed Deshaun Watson to, I think, the most guaranteed money for a player ever in NFL history. So much money, it pissed off other owners because they'd have to pay the same for their quarterbacks. But Deshaun Deshaun Watson and his um, uncontrollable part is going to be back on the field in less than a month because he's Deshaun Watson. And I would not compare the value he brings to the Browns that Mitch Miller would to the Bruins potentially, maybe, maybe he's just like a back end of the roster player. I don't think he was going to be any kind of star where they would bend over backwards for him. But I reiterate, the only new info we found out yesterday um, was that the Bruins did not expect the outcry that they got. And that's a that's the real misstep. Some other things, I'm completely stealing this, this pun from my friend Matt Killam. Uh, who does a lot of outreach, community things, marketing, all that stuff. He's like the, the face of the Metro Parks. We were uh, joking around today. Today is election day. And by the way, I, I will actually just a little miss the political ads. Why? Because some of them are so outlandish. I usually catch them when I'm watching NBC shows Wednesday and Thursday. Tons of them. They are so outlandish. They have actually made me laugh out loud. Like yesterday when I was listening to my own station and this and and, and the voiceover called Erica White a radical. So I'll miss 
the the bombast of them. I know everyone else will be fine. Uh, one other note of the day: the Powerball numbers were announced, and if I was doing the math right, it's it was over two billion dollars. If you get the payout, it's what like in taxes, like seven hundred million. That means everyone in America, everyone, could have two million dollars. I could give you two million dollars if I won, and I'd still have some change. Anyway, election day, Matt Killam. I said, "What are you going to do if the levy doesn't pass?" And I was and, and I was comparing something. We were talking about Imagination Station and how they had like the lowest cost. It's like five bucks a year. Matt's like, yeah, if it doesn't pass. I was like, all you guys have is trees. He's like, yeah, we'll take them all down. Which made me think, if the library levy doesn't pass, we're taking the books away. We're going to charge you for books. And if the Imagination Station levy doesn't pass, well, no more science. You're on your own for imagination. I apologize. Um... I stuff a lot in my brain and I do my, I don't do as good as I could to be accurate with it. But uh, the crumble cookie that opened on Central in Sylvania on Friday was the first. I thought it was the second. I think why I thought it was the second for two reasons. I remember reading the crumble story that we were getting one, but I was like, wait a second, we, the, we're getting a second one because we have that place that's on the, on the UT campus next to Barnes and Noble. That's UT's campus on Secor, that's insomnia cookies. My bad. What else did I want to touch on? Uh, as a friend said to the lyrics of Lizzo, it's about damn time. I don't know if we've talked before here on the podcast about the People magazine sexiest man alive. It is like 94% a marketing thing to boost somebody's profile because they've got a project to it's 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 politics it's it's diplomacy somebody's getting a favor by means is no one ever ugly who they put on there but recent ones paul rudd john legend they're fine and remember and and we're gonna hit two things with this this is actually the name of this podcast should be everything is subjective what you and i find attractive or appealing visually might be very different now i think we can both agree, and this is when I go, society looks at this as blank. Like, we can all agree on this. Why I I don't find John Legend um, salivating. He is still a very attractive man. We can agree on that. But to you, he might be a 10. To me, he's a 6 on the hot person scale. But it's about damn time that Chris Evans got acknowledged as what he has really been for some time. The sexiest man alive. Now, I don't, I, I might follow his Twitter, but I, the tweets don't come my way. He has been, ra- he was rabid after the previous president. And he is, I'll take a guess here on who you are and say, he's very much on our side. And he does some, he has put the millions he has made from his movies, his Time as Captain America in some incredible places. I think his latest project is something for teachers. Aside from the politics, like he is doing like great work for the planet. Uh, he was named People's Sexiest Man Alive, and I found the announcement of this on election day, knowing where his political beliefs lie. I found it shrewd or savvy. But uh, I was all in on him from uh remember the uh they were fine at the time, Fantastic Four movies. The um 
the towel scene. I think it was like after a skiing scene. He's in a hospital. He's in a towel, and he's got he's got his buzz cut, and he's snapping his fingers with the fire. Yeah, we, we were all in on him then. Uh, but he takes his rightful place as um, sexiest man alive. It was about time. Also, subjectively speaking, um, I have another gripe with the Toledo Reddit page where there was a post hidden gem eateries okay I'll find something there was a couple of places I'd never heard of Sebastiano's but as I'm scrolling the ones that jumped out to me somebody named the place in Finley I didn't know it but and again as much as everything is subjective and I believe you only know what you know and sometimes that gets you in trouble um, but in this case, uh, some of the ones that jumped out to me were Green Lantern, some of the submissions for Hidden eater, hidden Gem Readers, Green Lantern, Pho Vietnam, which we've talked about here before, the, uh, on opt-in, delicious pho, you, you should try pho, it'll give you your sodium for all month, um, but the woman who I guess is, is kind of feisty, and a little testy, so with your, if with your pho, you get a little attitude, it's part of the experience. And what was the other place? Oh, the original sub shop. Like, Mo has done an incredible job building the profile of that place since she's taken over. And then lastly, the one that had me just throw my hands up, Hidden Gem. Somebody said Schmuckers. Are you kidding me? Um, I, I, I Again, you only know what you know. And these people might not know that these are pretty big popular places. I began to go through my catalog of what, what what's a hidden gem to me. And I'm not going to... We talk a lot about food here and out on the radio show. Um, I am not... I, I chose not to offer any because I did not want you yelling at me for the same reason I just yelled at somebody for saying Schmuckers is a hidden gem. Okay? I will tell you, I will yell, that I am so happy to have my friend on... Uh, I wanted her on to talk about this month's Jewish book festival, but also, you know, I, I talk Jewish stuff and we're not touching any of the Kyrie things. I asked um, if uh, the Jewish Federation wanted to offer a statement and no, but the statement is about a lot of things happening with the Jewish Federation. But the gem is the takeaway here is having my friend Hallie Fried on to talk about the Jewish book festival. I would like to welcome yet another friend of mine. And yes, there are a lot of friends on this show and I'm happy to know lots of great people in the community. Um, and, and this Hallie Fried of the Jewish Federation, this, this kind of returns the favor, me waiting so long to invite you here, for you waiting so long to find out that there was a Jewish person on the radio that you could have talked to and I had to get fired for you to track me down. <laughs> That's so true. So, yay. Thanks for having me. You're on for one big reason. Some fun things happening this month that I think everybody would be interested in. But I want to uh, do a couple of general things before we talk about Book Festival. What is, I, I like to call you like director of fun and community <laughs> things. What is your actual position with the Jewish Federation? Um, I like that title better. So, I have a new title. I'm the Vice President of Innovations programs and services you need an acronym for that that's very large i have one our boss is a huge um fan of acronyms so it's v pips that's not a good acronym at all (laughs) what (laughs) what what have you innovated um uh, i don't know 
I think we're just innovative in everything we do. Um, I think it's just something to move towards the future, think about like how our community is changing and how we can fit their needs better. Um, all of that fun stuff. Let me go like all the way to the top here for, for those that don't know. And there are so few of us. Um, what, what is the Jewish Federation of Toledo of Greater, or whatever we call ourselves? Oh, yeah. So the Jewish Federation of Greater Toledo is an umbrella organization that kind of um, brings the community together. So we have a, a large staff. I think we have about 30 people. Um, we house my department, which is all of our community programming. We have a Jewish Community Relations Council, which really connects greater Toledo Jewish community with the rest of the general community. Lots of uh, teaching about what it means to be Jewish, anti-Semitism, all of that fun stuff. Um, we have a foundation that really um, has grown over the past 20 years and takes care of our community. We also have Jewish Family Senior Services, I think I got that right, that um, looks after the senior part of our community. Um, we call them our 60 and better group. We have a food pantry that takes care of not only our Jewish community, but the generalized community as well. Um, we have a Jewish preschool that we oversee, and then we work together with our amazing congregations and synagogues in the area to make sure that we're reaching out and touching every Jewish person in Toledo. I'm going to come back to the food pantry because I think that's really important, um, especially in, in these challenging times um but first you i know your husband david's from the detroit area right i'm from detroit that's right, that's right. You, you and i are probably we're uh we're on our own island here because sometimes i get labeled as like a, a 248 phone number because i have yeah. one we're like the only where i feel privileged that you and i have those numbers <laughs> i have had the same phone number since senior year of high school <laughs> yeah i got my what, what year is that Oh, I don't know if I want to tell you. Okay, uh, 2001. Okay, mine. I got mine when I moved to Detroit, and I was at the uh, some phone store, the Sprint store outside of Twelve Oaks Mall. And I'm like, I need my own phone, and this was like June of 1999. Oh yeah, so you've had it even longer. Yeah, I, I could. I, there was a time where I was like, what would I do without my my two four eight number? And then I realized there's so many other ways to communicate with people. If I had to give it up somehow, if I if I could, like misplaced it somewhere, I'd be okay. Um, I don't think I would be. I really, I like it. And I like when people hear it and they say like, ooh, where are you from? And I have to tell them. So it makes me feel like I'm still connected a little bit. Like when they go, what's your phone number? And they do 419 and like, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. And then, where are you from? I, I brought that up because I wanted to to get your perspective. Um, I'm from Philadelphia. I've lived in Detroit. Um, bigger cities usually have uh, larger Jewish populations uh, that are more integrated into uh, the communities. We're mm -hmm. not exactly that here. So what is your perspective from having been in Detroit, been in a bigger city where Jews are more prevalent, as opposed to here, where we're just like this little tiny drop in the community. Yeah, so I have real strong feelings. So growing up in Detroit, you were like one of 100,000 Jewish people and like you were just a number and they didn't really care if you came to stuff, like it wasn't a big deal. You could go anywhere and be surrounded by Jewish people and you wouldn't know if they were Jewish or not. Here, like as soon as I moved here, it was like, 
I had become Jewish all over again and like so welcoming. Um, you go someplace and it's like they seek you out to come, make sure that you're welcomed, that you're included and like every person matters here. And I just think it's one of the most wonderful places I've ever been. It's such a warm, like homey place and it's very special and unique and I love the fact that everyone knows each other and they just really really want you to be there they want you to be involved and they want you to be a part of something bigger than themselves so it's really special I, I tell people um, with our small community of just like 2,000 people and whatever like Three, four hundred thousand people in the, the greater Toledo area, whatever that number is. I mean, mm-hmm. we are like a, a, a minuscule part of it. I tell people, I now, um, being in our community here, I'm able to empathize more with friends that I've always known who are tiny minorities in their community because now, like, I'm that here. And, and I've never been any place before where someone has said to me, I've never met a Jewish person before. Like, like I, like I came from another planet and they weren't being disrespectful. <laughs> right. Like literally there's so many people here that have not met a Jewish person because there's so few of us. Yeah. I, I always, that was my first experience here. Having that too is someone like, Oh, Oh, you're Jewish. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, Oh, what does that mean? And then like being able to invite people to your house and show them what it means to celebrate a holiday and just all these different things. Like our neighbors during, COVID it was like the best thing that ever happened because we celebrated a lot of our holidays outside so we could really see friends or have family come up from to come down from Detroit to come see us and like our neighbors would come over and be like what are you doing and we were like well today's Yom Kippur and we're breaking the fast do you want to join us and they were like yeah and they were asking a bazillion questions about it and I just hope like that little bit of knowledge that we spread really helps stop like any bad things people may have thought about what it means to be a Jewish person. So I love it and I love this community so much. If you like holidays, we're the religion for you. <laughs> so many. Yeah, it's like one, so many. Like every three weeks. <laughs> oh um, my gosh. Quick question that I always I, I always uh, don't get right. So there it is the Orthodox Jews that we would be familiar with seeing that like walk to synagogue on the weekend during Shabbat. Um, right. Are we what are we like are we is it called reform yeah yeah i would say you probably grew up in a reform synagogue like girls could have a bat mitzvah boys could have a bat mitzvah you read from the torah you could have a female rabbi i'm assuming at your synagogue that you grew up at um yeah the vast majority of jews here so we have three synagogues we have the reform synagogue the conservative synagogue we have an orthodox synagogue and then we have chabad house um i think the biggest congregation in toledo right now is reform but that it changes over the years right now i think i don't know the stats in america but i'm assuming reform movement is probably the largest uh, yeah, we're very chill and laid back, like you just said at the synagogue that I probably went to. Uh, I, I will never forget, and I don't know if I ever told you this story, but my dad told me that the rabbi that conducted my bris drove a Harley, and I, it has to be true, because the same dude showed up like eight and a half years later, or whatever it was, for my brother. 
I love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, ain't, ain't no, ain't no riding Harleys to your Orthodox synagogue Saturday for services. No. Um, before we get to why I wanted to have you on, I think another great thing that we do, and this is one of the things that I was very happy to learn about when um, I got to dig in with Renee and Jewish Family Services, and I know there's a longer name for that now, mm-hmm. and we can talk, we can shout out Ben a little bit, but that that pantry there is open to everyone in the community. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing pantry. Um, since the pandemic, they have like doubled and tripled their number of people they're able to serve. Um, It used to be that they could go, I believe it was every other month to receive um, items from the pantry and now they can call and get as needed services and supplies for their family. Um, I should have pulled up the stance that Ben Ben sent, but he is your, he's your guy you would want to talk to to know about all those stats, but it's amazing. Um, During the, any holiday we have, they create these special baskets for um, people who receive from the food pantry so um, during like the Jewish holidays and the secular holidays they they try and provide these families with as much warmth and kindness that we can Um, it's it's just amazing I love to I know the Sunday schools uh, a couple weeks ago had the kids they always the synagogues always collect items for the food pantry during the high holidays because it's a real big Jewish value to give back. So they had the kids, the older kids at the Sunday schools, bring over the items and stock the pantry this year. And they do it every year. But this year, my oldest kid got to do it for the first time. And I could just see in their little eyes what it meant to be like putting this away. And they're like, so who comes? And then they're asking all the questions to Ben and Hannah who really work in the pantry and they were able to tell them about some of the people that get services through there and what like a donation really does for somebody else so it's awesome it's one of my favorite things to go and fill and do events around so it's a really special place for our community Uh, if this is of interest I would say uh, it's not Jewish Family Services what's the longer newer name (laughs) Jewish, oh gosh, Jewish Family Social and Senior Services. I'm sure Stephen. Oh, I'm gonna condu- get in. I'm gonna get in trouble now. No, that's all right. I'm sure Stephen <laughs> conducted a very expensive focus group and said we need to have a longer name. Um, yeah, that. Uh, if this is of interest, the pantry and otherwise, reach out to Ben there, right? Yep, Ben at JewishToledo.org. And Ben is new. Um, usually, the library is stealing people from from other places, and I'm okay with that because I love Jason. But you stole Ben from the library, right? Yeah, Ben came to us from the Toledo public library system and he is doing an awesome job doing outreach and really trying to connect with our jewish community as well as connect making all those connections he already had with the toledo community so it's it's really great watching him grow he is uh he was integral if not locally here i know regionally or at the state level he was integral in um um, coming to the aid, maybe even getting some families here, uh, some refugees from Ukraine, right? Yeah, they did a big, um, 
outreach for that. They raised a bunch of money and they helped provide services for families that came here. I, I don't know if we specifically brought them here, but when they were here and they were trying to acclimate them and make sure they had what they needed, Ben really worked hard with uh, the city of Slovenia to provide those services and Jewish family services. So it was, it was really amazing to see that um, piece of the Jewish community working together to provide relief for those who were desperately in need. Yeah, and uh, if you did not know, and I I found out a lot more about my heritage um, at the beginning of all this, I, I knew that I had a lot of um, lineage in Eastern Europe, but I think a, a great deal of it was from uh, Ukraine, and mm. a lot of our ancestors uh, come from all parts of, uh, of Eastern Europe, so. Yeah, I was... I was just in Hungary too, and when yes, and were. yeah, so I learned a lot about um, Jewish life there, and then I got to go to Israel. And when we were in Israel, we actually got to meet some Ukrainian refugees that were living on a kibbutz that we visited, and it was like insane. Like this woman came with her self and her two children, and they were living in this kibbutz, and they had a certain amount of time they could be there before they needed to find a job and really acclimate into the city. And her her husband couldn't come because he was still of age to fight, so she didn't know if she'd ever be able to see him again. And we were just, it was, I've never been that close to something so terrible so it was really wonderful to be there and part of our partnership region helped um, take these families in so it was really nice to see how our dollars here in jewish toledo went to make a difference over there for them a kibbutz would be um, a dorm for jewish people would that be a good way to put it um, kind of. It's like a, a, a farm that people stay on and they work to live there. Um, although I think it's changing now in that like they work together to keep the land, but now they're like bringing in other people to work the land because they don't want to work it. I don't know. <laughs> Modernization. Yes. Where are, uh, last, last heritage question, are your great grandparents from somewhere over there or grandparents? Um, so no, my grandparents were all born in America, and then we don't know a lot about some sides, but some are Russian and some are from Lithuania. Okay. Um, some fun things, uh, and I know this this is kind of one of the crown jewels, one of the great events that the Jewish Federation conducts during the year. It was uh, hairy, as many things were during COVID, but the big return that uh, that is now your baby, uh, the <laughs> Jewish Book Festival that happens this month. Yay! Yeah, we had our, our like a uh, quoted soft opening weekend with our children's events um, Friday and this past Sunday, and yeah, it's my first full year doing it, so it's very exciting. Um, talk about some of the uh, the engagement that you'll have. The one that caught my eye was the the sports one. Oh um, yeah! But uh, talk about the woman who has the book. I love my kids, but I don't always like them. I mean, which is <laughs> applicable to like every race, religion 
religion, gender, everything. It's so true. She was just here this past Sunday, and she was awesome. She actually is from Metro Detroit as well. So when I saw her on the list of possible authors, I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, first, I love the title of the book because that's my mantra in my head every day. And second, she's from Metro Detroit. So she came. She was, It was awesome. It's really about, like, she's just, she's a social worker. She has um, a master's in special education. She's just, like, this really great woman that has three kids. And she talked about how hard it is when you're in the midst of chaos to really stop, take a second, and realize what is important in that moment to battle that moment's problem and continue moving forward in a positive helpful way for your entire family so it was great what's her name her name is frankie baghdad like the city oh how about that yeah she was awesome i want to steal her and put her in my basement (laughs) okay write a book about that and yeah um, uh, but what what are are some of the other upcoming authors that'll be a part of this for the month Sure. So this Thursday, we have our luncheon at noon, and it's going to be a congregation at Tyam, and it is a book called Objects of Love and Regret, a Brooklyn, a Brooklyn Love Story. It's by Richard Rabinowitz, and he wrote a book about all these treasures his family have that were really worth nothing, but something that they passed on through generations and became like really a, a strong story that everyone told about it. One of his items is a wooden can opener. Um, so it's just something that really connects with a certain age group. Um, and we're having an amazing kosher lunch brought in from Metro Detroit for it. Um, and then on Sunday of this week, we're bringing in an author of a cookbook called 52 Shabbats. Um, her name is Faith Kramer. Uh, she wrote a globally inspired kitchen cookbook. So her goal was to create a dinner for every week of the year that you could have this amazing Shabbat dinner. So her book is beautiful and it gives you ideas. So one of my favorite recipes that I can't wait to make is brisket fried rice. Mm. Right? Doesn't that sound great? Brisket is the only thing my, my mom was able to cook really well. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking. My mom also cooks it really well. So can you imagine that in fried rice? How good would that be? Yeah, with like a little hollow on the side. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds good. Maybe an egg roll too, something. I'm yeah. down. I'm dead. How can, uh, how can people uh, get maybe uh, a little more information or work oh. all along with the book festival? Yeah. So if you go to jewishtoledo.org, right on our main page is a whole banner. And you can click to read more about each book. You can um, register. We have a really clickable link that you can fill out a jot form for you have the options to just come to the event you can buy the book as well um and we sell the books at each event um they're really awesome awesome books i know you said you were a big fan of the sports one he's going to be incredible um he his name is dan grunfeld his dad is ernie grunfeld and he played in the nba but the cool part about his story is that ernie's parents and him escaped um, the Holocaust came over and he became the first Jewish like basketball player to come from the Holocaust to the NBA. So it's all about his dad's story. Um, and Dan also played at Yale and I think he played overseas as well. And yeah. so I'm looking forward to seeing the tallest Jewish person I've ever met. 
His his dad, and I know you're not really a sports person, but maybe this will resonate. His dad was the general manager of the Knicks teams in the 90s that beat everybody up. Uh, <laughs> um, That's awesome. And I, and I think uh, he'll be at UT, at, at Savage, right? Yeah, we're doing it in uh, the Grogan room at Savage, which overlooks the basketball court. And I heard there's somebody coming that actually played with Ernie Excellent. from Toledo. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting. Oh! Am I allowed to take a guess and maybe ruin the surprise? Who? Is it Steve Mix? I don't think that's the person's name. I don't think Steve is Jewish, but Steve is from here. I met a good friend of his not that long ago, and I know Steve. <laughs> oh, the dogs are going crazy. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, Steve Nix was a, a, an NBA player, I think, in the 70s, and I grew up listening and watching him uh, as a broadcaster for 76ers games. And I don't, I don't think he lives back here, but that might be the guy. Sorry to ruin a potential surprise. No, I mean, if that that would be amazing. If you know of any other basketball, I tried reaching out to anyone I knew. There was a, a real tall guy playing basketball at the JY the other day, and I was like, hey, do you want to come? You should have just like, tweeted LeBron and been like, hey, you have a night off. There's um, still time. There's still time. Last couple of last couple of questions. Uh, you mentioned the Y, which is open for everybody. Want to give a quick plug and, and maybe sell some memberships to the Y? We love the Y. We share our space with them. Um, we've been there forever. We have one of the most unique partnerships in the whole country. We're the only one that has a JCC YMCA combined. Um, special shout out to Carol Sue at the front desk, who's been there since my husband was born. She knows everyone who walks in and keeps us safe and secure, and we love being there with them. So if you want a warm, welcoming place to go work out, have all these fun activities, you should go to the YMCA. It was uh, my Y membership when I had one was a little pricey, um, but for families who can get more out of it, it is well worth it. Yeah, and if you're a senior, they have the um, Silver Sneakers yes. program, which I think is covered through your uh, Medicare. Not, not not mine, someone else. <laughs> you're not old enough yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, we couldn't we couldn't end our visit together without you uh, singing the praises of someone I am a big fan of, <laughs> likely your number one child, at least in my eyes, the greatness that is Miles Freed. Oh my gosh. I told him I was talking to you today and he's like, is that my biggest fan? And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. okay. It, only, it only took like four years for him to realize like that I was all about him and I will never forget the look on his face at Jeep Fest a couple of summers ago when I I accosted him and he was like he was like get this person away from me I'm like oh, I'm your biggest fan and then last year he took a picture with me so we're, we're we're getting there and then was it Ruby that hates me yeah I mean that's his twin so she she loves being the spotlight he's more chill um and she was like why am I not why is he not my biggest fan? She doesn't, she doesn't like superheroes. So oh, that's true. Although they did watch Black Panther this morning. To get ready for the movie on uh, later this week? I guess. I didn't even tell him about it. But I will, when I came downstairs, they were all watching Black Panther. And I'm like, all right. Awesome. And I know you're a Chris Hemsworth person, right? I mean... <laughs> 
Have you ever seen anyone more perfect than that? Well, I was very happy that Chris Evans was named sexiest uh, man on earth today. Uh, that it took too long to get around to that. But p- p- all the Chris's are great, right? They are, but some are just more superior. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, we do. We love all the superheroes. Our dog's name is Hulk, so we're big fans. Um, you're great. Thank you for the time. I'm glad we could catch up. Thanks for doing uh, all that you do. And I knew that this was a, a big lift to, to do the book festival. So well done. And thank you. Thank you. I was so excited and nervous to be with you. You made it easy. So thanks. <laughs>